right, what's going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. We're talking about top prospects getting called up. Shohei Otani yet again, Steven Strasburg and the Nats. We're going to headline with Mike Trout because news that just came out as we recording this on Sunday morning is Mike Trout could be available this offseason if he indicates he wants out of Los Angeles. This is huge news. This is still one of the best players in baseball. I'd still say the second best player in baseball, honestly. The best one is his teammate. And Mike Trout is not an angel at the end of this year. There is no way that he is coming back to Los Angeles. You can say, oh yeah, you know, like he, but he loves it here, but he doesn't. There's no way that he enjoys losing as much as he does. Mike Trout by in his blood is a winner. Mike Trout has always wanted to be a winner and he's finally getting his opportunity with the opportunity to get out of Los Angeles. And I'm sure that he would love to do so. I don't know where we see Mike Trout go. I am sure that it will be a playoff contending team. The way that the angels have just treated him in the past, not that they, I mean, they've, they've just done him so dirty. <laughs> like, we, we haven't seen enough of Mike Trout in the playoffs for sure, and I'm very excited to see that in the future. Yeah, he has one playoff hit in his career, and it came in 2014, so very early in his career. It's more of a which team is going to take on the contract. That's $400-plus million right there. Um, I'm not sure if it's all going to go to the team that trades for him. I'm sure, like most uh, big trades, it's going to depend on if a team takes on a lot, then – you'll get better prospects back and, you know, vice versa and all that type of stuff. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens right there. But just yeah. huge breaking news from Bob Nightingale on Twitter right. on, on a Sunday morning. Exactly. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? What do you think in, in terms of like prospect return for the Angels for this, if it does go through? See, it's it's tough, man. I mean, like I said, it, it's going to depend all on how much does how much of a contract the team takes on you know we saw like stanton with the yankees uh, after he won mvp and you know they didn't get a ton back for him because the yankees paid most of that contract i'm sure if the marlins were to pay most of it they would have got the top guys at that time so it's all it's really all going to depend on that if a team does not take on a lot then i mean it's it's all going to depend on contract honestly so i really can't say right if we're moving no, we're going to stay in Los Angeles here. His teammate Shohei Otani comes out with another quote. You know, the Angels had a tough week, man. This one and then Otani uh, says that he is prioritizing winning over location. So if you had any uh, thought in your brain, you would have been wrong that he was coming back to Los Angeles. But uh, he's saying that he would rather win than stay for the hometown, basically, is what I understood from this. Yeah, just reports coming out that Otani is going to prioritize winning over location this winter, which is big because when he signed back with the Angels in 2018, it was clear, he made it very clear, he wanted to play on the West Coast. So like teams like the Yankees, teams that always seem to get those bigger guys, were kind of ruled out almost instantly, which is crazy. So, you know, a team on that East Coast or, you know, maybe Midwest and Milwaukee, Wisconsin could go and get <laughs> Shohei Otani. So, I mean, this is actually huge news. I had no doubt in my mind that he was not going to go back to the Angels. I think he could stay in Los Angeles, just on the other side of town over there. Uh, but it's all going to depend on winning. So both superstars on the Angels, arguably the top two players in baseball, want to win they're tired of losing as they should and lo uh, loyalty is just not good enough anymore man the angels aren't loyal to them they shouldn't be loyal to the angels right and, and i mean we can talk about 
like loyalty as much as we want, right? Like Mike Trout has been there. He has proven his dedication to Los Angeles. Shohei Otani didn't take anything at the deadline to try and get out. I mean, it's not like these guys aren't loyal. They could have easily switched up for a bunch of money and it would have been easy. But I mean, I think I think Mike Trout is I think he's ready to be done. And I think Shohei, Shohei, I mean, all the signs point to him being a Dodger, correct? I, I don't know how loyal Shohei is. It, you know, if even if he does want out, which I, again, I know down my mind, he does not want to be an angel. That's still, that's still a rival. Does he care about the angels enough to not go to their rival? Because, I mean, yeah, the Dodgers are going to offer a lot of money, obviously. But a lot of teams are going to offer four or 500 even I still think it's possible $600 million this offseason. I don't know if it's going to go the highest bidder who still can win baseball games. I, I'd say the Dodgers are the favorites, but I think like always, you have to obviously include the Yankees on a big free agent. There's a lot of teams you have to include here. I, you know, even the Cubs, the Giants, all big market teams that can afford four, five hundred plus million have to be included in these talks. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting too. You know, you wonder if the development of his career um, you know, the rebound from Tommy John, this whatever is going to do with this current injury that he's facing, if w- the West Coast is still where he wants to be. So I guess that we will, you know, stay tuned and figure out uh, what he's thinking. This winter could be the craziest winter in baseball history. Oh, yes. I love that take. It's I think you're 100 percent correct in that. The two biggest names in baseball um, are going to be moved, and we are going to see some something historic is going to happen this offseason, and I am so, so excited for it. It's, it's going to be a fun one, man. I, I just honestly, I, I hope as a Brewers fan, well, one, they don't end up to a team that's going to compete for us in the National League. But Chicago. Two, <laughs> right, right. They go to the Cubs, man. God, that would suck. But you know, it'd be cool to see a maybe a team that doesn't spend this type of money on most players to go and get at least one of these players. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we Baltimore has the farm system for it. I think that Baltimore <clears throat> is a spot that we could see either of those guys. Both of, I mean, Baltimore is a contending team. So, I mean, Baltimore would be a sleeper spot in my opinion, at least. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you st- you said it. They have the prospects to go and get a trade for like Mike Trout done, but I think it's going to be more of a uh, Los Angeles has to take on most of that contract because Baltimore's owner is still pretty cheap. He just said something a couple weeks ago. I forgot what it was exactly, but it was something that along the lines were uh, pretty cheap, right, uh, as an owner. So we'll see with uh, Baltimore, but I-, I don't think they go and make a move one of those guys but you know that's why they're a sleeper though right right exactly so going from two future hall of famers to arguably the greatest players of all time to the young guys let's start over with evan carter and the texas rangers the rangers have been struggling a lot they've been arguably the worst team in the last month in major league baseball which is insane because they were one of the best uh throughout the first few months of the season so carter's the eighth best prospect in baseball they just called up they just called him up uh only eight games in triple a i feel like this is becoming a bit of a trend for top guys just not a ton of playing time in triple a and the rangers currently are out of a playoff spot and as i just said have been i i believe the worst team at least one total in the last month yeah, some are saying that this is Pat Connaughton. Second rounder in 2020 is the number one Rangers prospect. And I love this quote. I read up on Evan Carter's debut because he just seems like an interesting guy. 
uh, it came across the timeline pretty hard because, you know, as a Bucks fan, you get a lot of that. And, you know, he looks like Pat Connaughton similarly, whatever. But I loved his quote, um, quote, I couldn't feel my legs in the at-bat, but we got it out of the way anyway. I think that that is awesome. I think that that is a great quote. You don't get a lot of that. I mean, players will tell you that they're nervous but to say, like, I legitimately couldn't feel my legs in my big league like at bat is fantastic. In my opinion, you get such a raw, um, you get such a raw emotion from baseball players like that. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that's fantastic. Obviously. And unfortunately I'll never get to experience something like a major league debut, but I, I would, I have to feel like I'd be the same. I remember uh, Andrew Monasterio for the birds when he made his debut, he could not get the smile off his face his for like the face. first week of him being called up. And I just have to feel like I'd be the exact same, no matter how many times you imagined it and worked for it. I mean, it's an MLB debut, man. It's a dream come true. And this is going to be one of the, uh, very bright spots for the Rangers going forward. They have a ton of them, but Carter's definitely going to be one of them too. Yeah. And you, you mentioned teams that have, you know, struggled as of late, the Yankees, Jason Dominguez, the Martian, what a nickname. Yeah, man. Uh, Jason Dominguez, he's not top 10, like Evan Carter, but he's still a top runner prospect. The hype around Dominguez was almost unfair to this guy, man. There was an article a couple of years ago that compared him to Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle, which is just so stupid for any prospect. That's, that's absolutely no hand Dominguez. It's just, you can't be comparing prospects to guys like that. That's, that's just stupid. Um, some early struggles in double A finally started to get together, uh, which provided a call up to triple A again, though, only nine games in triple A. He had four homers in his first seven career games and the Yankees have some solid rookies, but him and Volpe definitely headlined them for the future. Right. He's hitting 677 right now through eight games. He's slugging it. He's <laughs> slugging 677, which is a absolutely bonkers stat. I love the Jason Dominguez hype train. Um, when when he started raking as hard as he did, uh, the Martian is. I know that like that this is a dumb sports fan thing, but like whenever a player has a nickname like that, it is such a, a cool like way to remember them. And that's, I mean, Jason Dominguez in my head forever will be the Martian. I don't know, like if he comes back upon this podcast, he is not Jason Dominguez. He is the Martian, and that's the only way that I would remember him going forward yeah i i love him man because like obviously my favorite player of all time and gauges is ryan braun and his nickname is brawny like it's it's just not that creative yeah. the martian is incredibly great so the yankees are nine games out of playoff spot their their chances are are pretty much done they've been done for a while but the rangers one and a half back of the wild card three back of the West do the Texas Rangers make the playoffs is Evan Carter, the spark they need to make the playoffs. I love that. I think that Texas is better than Toronto. I think that they can do it. I think that down the stretch here, we will see some very, very good baseball. This is the best part of the year by fall football starts this weekend. Playoff baseball is on its way. This is the best time of the year by far. And I think that he will be the spark. I think that Texas just needed that little bit to get going. And I think that if the pitching staff in Texas can hold it together, that Evan Carter can provide enough spark to that offense where they will provide their pitchers with run support and the Rangers can, you know, come back. I, I agree. I think this Rangers team is just too talented. Toronto's also obviously very good. I'm not sure if 
that will come down between wildcard teams or if the Rangers are going to uh, get a little bit more in that West race. But the Rangers are looking for a very, very exciting and nerve-wracking final few weeks of the season. But there's one more top guy that's been called up, Jordan Lauer of the Arizona Dimebacks, number 10 overall according to Pipeline. He had a good he had a good 89 games in Double A, great couple of weeks in Triple A. Again, really small small sample size in Triple A before being called up. Arizona has had a rough second half, a very rough second half. This team is fighting hard for a wild card spot. The West is all but done, obviously. Again, does he provide that spark, and does Arizona make the playoffs? They're currently in the third wild card spot. I think Arizona holds on. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to Zach Gallen. Like they're they're hot right now, and they're even like close to the second wild card spot, which is absolutely massive. You know, fueled by a historic outing from Zach Gallen, who went complete game shutout. Um, you know, only one run only one run that he had to play with and he didn't even give up one. So, you know, huge, huge from the Diamondbacks. And I think that that spark, not just the, you know, prospect that was called up, but I think that that was a huge, I think that was a huge pitching performance because once you hit this stretch, you know, you're in the final stretch. This is 162 game season. This takes so much out of you every single year. And then you get close like this and to have a performance like that, is just there's not enough words to say how much that means to a team like Arizona, who is currently fighting for that. You know, they're in that spot, but they're fighting to solidify it. And when you get that alongside, you know, pull pushing all the right buttons, I think that Arizona holds on. But I, I think that is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think Arizona holds on here. Uh, Zach Gallen, huge start. He's been getting huge start after huge start this season. And in that game, they're playing the Chicago Cubs, who also have Justin Steele. It's looking between Gallon, Steele, and Snell as the NL Cy Young. Strider still has very good odds, but I think he, that blowout out in against the Cardinals really hurts those chances. We'll see. Those are the top four guys. I know you want to pick your boy, Zach Gallon, but who do you have as the NL Cy Young right now? This is a tight race. It is a very tight race. Justin Steele had a huge outing for the Cubs this past week, too. Um, he delivered when the Cubs needed him most. And, you know, you like I said, when you get these big pitching performances down the stretch here, like they are immeasurable to team success because you not only, you know, that there has to be a lot of grit to be able to get through a game like that. And especially down the stretch of September, it is extremely close. I saw that uh, screen grab from the stats count. There's like a baseball stats count that had like all three of them lined up and like all of the numbers and stuff. And it is so close. I'm going to give the nod to Gallon because that's who I picked at the beginning of the year. And I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, Gallon with the longest shot there when you look at the Vegas book. Snell's the favorite. Um, listen, I, I hate to do this, but I think I might pick Justin Steele as my NL Cy Young. He is just incredible every time he goes out there. And obviously Snell has been great. He struggled a little early on in the year, though. Steele has been very consistent this whole season. So in case you ever think of bias, I just picked a couple to win the NL Cy Young. Yeah, it's like it's so tough, too, because you could go like literally anywhere with that. Like Gallon was Gallon was consistently all like consistent all year. There was never a like month where he struggled. He was always like in the race. You know, you mentioned Snell started bad early. And I mean, so 
like Steele has also been consistent all year. He's been the Cubs ace. So it's been a fantastic NL Cy Young uh, race. This is why we love baseball. Yeah, one of a million reasons why we love this stupid sport. I think another reason you could see uh, Steele getting that little nod over someone like Snell is because the Cubs are in a playoff spot right now and, and the Padres are far out. Absolutely in zero way should that have any effect. I want to make that very clear. A guy that pitches every five games should have – you should absolutely not be mentioning a record for anyone, but especially a starting pitcher. But I think that could be a little nod for uh, Justin Steele right there. But how about we go over to the Washington Nationals and Steven Strasburg. Strasburg announced his retirement uh, a couple weeks ago and formal press conference to announce it and hours before it was canceled. Report saying it was because Nationals wanted to change how much he'd get paid. He was supposed to get – paid his entire $245 million. And honestly, I, I get why you kind of want some of that money back with him pitching, what, eight games since he gave him that contract. But at the same time, it's like, hey, that was a contract. He signed it. You agreed to it. It's just kind of disrespectful. And let's not act like a Major League Baseball team can't honor their former star. Right. I agree with you entirely. Once you sign once you sign the dotted line, like you're in for good. And to try and change that last minute and to not give Nationals fans you know that comeback of steven strasburg if they would have done that to cc and like like obviously it's a completely different situation but if you if they would have you know said like hey like strasburg is in the building for this one you guys want to be here for this and then i mean not only is it a diss at not only is it a diss at strasburg but it's also a diss to nationals fans so nationals fans i mean you have a reason to be upset here yeah i just i just don't get this from the national side man you you agree to a contract you can't just change that when it's inconvenient for you so kind of a i almost want to say an embarrassing look for uh one of the bottom feeders in baseball right now one of many in 2023 right that's a that's a pretty that's a loser move my winner of the week however is zach granke's kids uh, there is a video of Zach Granke throwing batting practice to his sons in wiffle ball. And his son, I, I couldn't pick up a name. I couldn't find one. Just absolutely pimps a, just, it was a moonshot with a wiffle ball off of the former Cy Young. I mean, obviously his dad's not throwing him, you know, gas, but that was, that was pretty funny. I, I love seeing those videos, man, especially someone like Zach Greinke, who's very liked throughout the entire league. Just 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 a heartwarming type video. You know, obviously the Royals are far out of any type of playoff spot, but still, you can sell a little bit of fun. All right. But my win of the week, I'm going to be doing the Baltimore Orioles a perfect week at 7-0, all seven wins on the road. And they've taken a four game lead on the Rays for not just the East, but the one seed in the American League. Yeah, that's a pretty easy. That's pretty easy winner of the week. Uh, my loser of the week, however, again, Angels. I'm sorry that it is this every week, but Trout wants out, Otani wants out, and who do you have now to impress your fans with? Like, you lose two of the biggest names in baseball, and the franchise is headed downhill fast. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Logan O'Happy, although although good, might be the the face of this franchise after uh, after both of these guys leave for twenty twenty four. Which is which, no disrespect to him, he's, he's gonna be a solid player. He's injured, but uh, it's just a big yikes for Angel fans. My loser of the week, of course, Angels. But I want to do someone someone else too. Lucas Giolito, one of the top. Starting pitchers on the market a month ago. Uh, the Angels traded top runner prospect for him. Yeah, we we know that. Uh, he was bad in Anaheim. And he's been even worse in Cleveland. And it's also a contract year. He's losing millions of dollars after each start at this point. Yeah, that is a very, very hard look. Especially 
like you mentioned, like the top 100 prospect, and now you legitimately don't have uh, anything to show for it. You are getting, you're losing, like you said, losing a bunch of money. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another great episode of Fact of Brew. All of the links, as always, are down in the description of this podcast. So go find those. Uh, we are on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are also on anywhere that you find social media. Uh, we had our, we had our all August. No, yes, all August team TikTok was out last week. So if you want a shorter version, you didn't want to listen to the whole episode. It is, I mean, go listen to the last episode, but you can find that on the TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to another episode, and we will see you in the next episode.